Hi guys, and welcome back to my fanfic readings. It's finally fall, deep in fall. We are getting that cool, beautiful weather. And I was supposed to record this before the fall came in, but fuck it. It is now a fall welcoming fanfic. Now there is two versions. There's a male and a female version, but I'm going to go with the male version because I love BL and it is what it is. Um, <laughs> otherwise than that, I want you guys to chill and relax. Also, trigger warning, just in case you're not expecting it. There will be violence in this one. Um, it's just the nature of the story. So if that offends you in any kind of way, I need to back off. Also cursing, no shit. This is an adult situation. So enjoy. The story is called Bond's Corner Store, male version. Well, this sucks. Jerry murmured to himself. He placed his hand on the counter, happy that the customer rush had finally calmed down after 11 p.m. And now at one, all he had left was one more hour. His feet ached from the day, and it had only been a week since he had started his new side job. The pay wasn't bad, but the hours tended to drag much more than he'd like. Jerry slowly, absentmindedly, blue bubblegum, ignoring the chime of the door. Jerry was more tired than usual, but he had planned out such a wonderful date, getting ready this whole entire week, that all he wanted to do was find that handsome guy from the donut shop right across his retail store where he worked in the afternoons. Aiden was that wonderful man's name. And Jerry had had his eyes on him for quite a while now. And after three months of running about, wondering if he'd be down, Jerry finally decided to ask Aiden out. But he had wished that Aiden had been the one to make the first move. It wasn't like Jerry was in the closet, but he'd rather be approached than do the approaching. Yet he saw the fallacy in that mindset. He didn't want to spend his life waiting for good things to fall upon his lap. And after he'd made his way up to the manager of a retail store, he decided that finally he was going to step up with his new confidence and going to put that to work. Jerry began suddenly flirting with Aiden around two months in. But seeing as nothing was moving on because Aiden was kind of a dunce and much too oblivious for Jerry's liking, he stepped up to the plate. Jerry came right in the store after it closed, pulling Aiden aside and asking him out. Aiden looked confused at first, but then he agreed to try it out, and if it didn't work, just to let things go. Next Friday was supposed to be their first date. And Jerry had been thinking about it non-stop. When a friend had told him about an opening at a convenience store a few stops away from his apartment. And thought it was a sketchy area, but with them offering $5 more an hour than his main job, untaxing off the books, it was a little bit too good of a deal to pass off on. And so, that very Monday, his new side job had begun. To say that it was full of colorful customers was a bit of an understatement. 
He began to learn the regulars and the first day spandex man, a man somewhere near his 60s who wore head to toe spandex. And he meant only spandex. Everything was available to the naked eye. Ooh, and then there's Baby Doll, a drunk 40 year old woman who came in for a bottle of wine and a pack of smokes, along with a variety of characters that only showed up when the sun went down. His co workers, whom he did not have the pleasure of really working with ever, since he was the only one in charge of the night shift, had given him one advice lower your voice and straighten your shoulders. His head set back into reality once he heard the fridge door open. He didn't realize somebody had walked in and started peeking through the shelves to see who could be. Jerry stared into the back of someone's head, catching a very dangerously handsome looking man rummaging through the beer section. He noted the white shoulders and caught a glimpse of the tattoo on the back of his neck. Overly styled, hair in silver pressed against his back. Rolling his eyes, he took out his phone and began to scroll not giving it much mind. Handsome men are clearly dangerous. And that was a clear no. Maybe he tried to steal something, allowing him to run after him. Jerry laughed internally, picturing himself as a vigilante chasing bad guys in the middle of the night. He'd picture what his costume would look like, and maybe how he'd look if he lost 20 pounds and had much more muscle. Hey, you awake over there? voice made Jerry's head snap back up. Oh, sorry, Jerry said, putting away his phone into his blue smock. He stared at reddish-brown eyes silently observing him, as if he had done something wrong. Jerry tried not to look, feeling uncomfortable with the amount of eye contact this man was giving him. It felt way too personal for someone he barely knew. The bad boy could easily pass for a judge and executioner, the way his eyes narrowed. They could form daggers. Jerry was almost grateful that looks could not kill. That'll be 12.50, he said, ignoring the bad boy's chest as it seemed to want to pop out of his tight red satin button-down shirt, the black vest that only accentuated his small waist. The dyed silver hair shone, even in the harsh yellowed LED lights of the convenience store and the evident scar around his neck and the side of his face made Jerry immediately blush. He wasn't normally used to the bad boy gangster type, but the look suited the stranger much too well for his own personal liking. Okay. Boy asked, and Jerry nodded. He took out his phone and hovered it over the keypad. I've never seen your face before. You must be no here, right? Bad boy's face got closer as the keypad dinged its approval. Did you find what you were looking for? Jerry asked. Yeah, I found you. <laughs> Jerry's mouth dropped and he placed a hand over his face. Oh, why hide such a pretty face? Jerry adjusted his hair. I'm too nervous now to answer. Keep this. Jerry accepted the business card. Bon. Natsu. CFO of Seven Deadly Sins. I think that was the sexiest thing I've ever experienced. 
but this business card is suspicious. But you know what? I'm better than this. I'm smarter than this. This is the last time I ever float like that. I don't gotta think with my dick. And if I see him again, I'll act as cool as fuck. But of course, that was easier said than done. It was the third time that week that he had seen him at the same time. 1am. Right when Jerry's day was winding down, Bon, the bad boy, magically appeared. Jerry was beginning to wonder, what the hell was he doing at this time of night? Always up, but never dared to ask. He didn't know if perhaps it was self-preservation or something else externally that kept him from asking. But Jerry had come to love these nightly meetings. Every day was similar. He'd come in and only ask one question. How's it going? And of course, with those little questions, Jerry would unload his whole entire day as Bond would just lean against the register, silently listening to him ramble on and on, holding him back for around half an hour or so every single night. One day, a more thuggish man seemed to be right behind Bond, and Jerry wondered if perhaps the thug was one of Bond's goon or henchmen or something along those lines. Jerry hadn't decided if he thought Bond was a monster a mobster, a high gangster, or just a mysterious evil villain in the night like Dracula. Yes, the last one was probably a bit of the over imaginary scenario, but hey, the reality was he probably would never know because he was not going to be brave enough to ask. Don't know, don't tell, mind your business. That was his motto and he was going to keep to it. But then came up to the register, a bag of chips and cookies in hand and threw it onto the counter. Good evening. What? I just said good evening. Whatever broaches to your fucking job. I am doing my job. I, are you talking shit to me? Used, slamming his fist against the counter. Jerry instantly backed away. You think I won't bash your fucking face in? Bro, I don't know where this is coming from. Like... But if you don't calm down, I will be forced to call the police. He said with his hands right under the emergency button. Yo, fuck you, police. Without warning, the thug reached out his hand. Jerry felt him grab at his wrist and with enough pressure to crack it, Jerry wound up his other hand, connecting his fist with the thug's face. The thug let it go, but not after scraping his skin. Another fist came from the side connected with the jaw of the thug. The sound of a sickening crunch echoed through the store. Jerry stared at the ground where the thug laid holding his face, curled up to a ball as blood tainted his white shirt. Fuck you. Thug got out through gritted teeth. But Bon made his scream stop with a swift kick to the gut. No gut. The fuck out here. Before I stop being so fucking kind. And if we ever come back here, make sure you're going to fucking end it all. One grabbed him from the collar of his shirt, dragging him away like a ragdoll outside. Jerry let his heart rate slowly come down, but his hands began trembling. Oh, look, 
attempted to soothe his worries, but all this did was make Jerry tremble harder. Bond sighed, and all he heard was his steps as he walked away. He heard somebody call back. He felt something cold touch his forehead. Here, hold something for your troubles. He reached out to touch the cold thing, discovering it to be a bottle of beer. He chucked some of it down through sobs. And extended a warm, rough hand, which Jerry took. Bond pulled him up and sat him on the counter, taking one of the emergency kits and tearing it open. Give me your hand. This was the closest that they had ever been. Bond began to disinfect his hand and wrist with such delicacy that anyone would think that he was made of fine glass. Jerry admired up close the beautiful black lashes and sharpened eyeliner that stood on soft beige skin. The small marks of old scars that told a story on his neck and that fell to his chest. Let me know if I'm wrapping you up too tight. He said with a bit of a smirk. Jerry looked at the door, seeing the thug begin to get up. Following his eyes, Bond shrugged. You're fine. I closed them off the door. Thank you, he managed. No worries. But I think you're done for today. How about a driving home? Sure, I don't want to inconvenience you. Lock it up. I'll wait outside. Don't take some long, greedy boy. Jerry could feel the heat rise to his face. And quickly he locked up all the exit. The register and Bond sat patiently outside smoking. It dawned on him how lucky he had been that Bond had been there. Otherwise, who knows how it would have gone down. Thank you for waiting for me. I appreciate everything you did for me today, Jerry said getting into the car. No, don't mention that. Shrugged. Jerry directed him as the radio played in the background. They pulled up to Jerry's apartment complex. Would you let me go in with you? Jerry blushed and murdered an apology. Hey. No worries, tomorrow, same time, same place. Actually, I'm off tomorrow, but I'm back Sunday night, Jerry said. See you Sunday. And with a sad smile, Vaughn left him behind. Jerry woke up groggy the next day. The ache in his wrist making his retail job slower. Everything felt heavier and with more effort than he'd ever put into anything. But... He still had his date tonight and he was determined to go. Yet the thoughts of Bond played over his mind like a broken record that he could not ignore. Maybe he had misjudged him. Yeah, that spucker punch spoke for itself, but the man was definitely dangerous and he couldn't help to focus on him. He tried to ignore it, but luckily the day went fast. And he'd gone home and gotten dressed, making sure to wear his long sleeve button down to cover the bandaged wrist. He spent a good hour getting ready, styling his hair in slight waves and using dark eyeliner he'd used, just like Bond did. He smelled in the mirror, admiring his work, when his alarm went off. Grabbing a light pastel cardigan, he ran out the door. When he got into the train station, he saw a man who looked much like Bond in the packed terminal. But instead of his normal suits, he wore a head-to-toe black outfit with a hoodie 
When he approached the stairs, the man moved the opposite way and he figured it might have been another man with a very similar build. The stairs just to meet Aiden. When he met him, he properly held his hand and guided him towards the movie theater. Jerry enjoyed the movie well enough and they were unanimously chose a great pizzeria in the area. When it had gotten dark, they decided that they would go after perhaps a local bar or just keep the day rolling. But as they were making their way towards the bar, he had already decided that although he liked Aiden well enough, that perhaps he had jumped the gun and he didn't feel as much chemistry between them. He shouted out to the fact that maybe they both could be friends and nothing more. As they walk, Jerry took the time to lightly let, Jer let Aiden down. And luckily Aiden seemed to agree, but they still wanted to go out for that drink. And as they walked along, satisfied in their mutual agreement, a man shoved Aiden's shoulder, pushing him into Jerry. Caesar. Ask furiously. Jerry caught himself after the shock of potentially being knocked down. Jerry found himself staring at a man with very long black hair and leather jacket staring back at them. You got something to say, little bitch? The stranger said, straightening and getting much too close to Aiden. Let's just go, Jerry said, pulling on Aiden's sleeve. What? You just gotta run away? Doug said, pushing his one arm against Aiden's chest pushing him back. Aiden did not react, wide eyes looking shocked. Alright, I've seen enough. The man said as he approached from a store. Jerry immediately recognized the voice. Darling, this is where standards lie, on the floor. Please, you're tougher than that guy. Bond said with a head shake. What the hell? Jerry said before thinking and covered his mouth. The fuck, man? What's happening here? Why is everyone trying to gang up on me? Do you know these assholes, Jerry? What? You just gotta leave your boy. Look, man, I don't know anything. You know what? I mean, I don't even know him. Just said as he backed away, leaving everyone behind. That's a fucking loser. The stranger said his demeanor completely changed to the violent one that he had just seen before. He hated how the stranger looked at him with pitying eyes. Good thing we tested him out for you. Who wouldn't want you to be some, some fucking loser trying to act all manly and shit? Bond said with a wild smile as the stranger shook his head right next to him. Well. Bond said with a giant smile and his arms held out wide as if he expected something. What? Jerry asked. What are you even doing here? He said embarrassed and confused at the same time. Isn't it obvious? Bond asked back, shrugging his shoulders. Jerry just continued to stare on blankly. I caught you in the subway. I just wanted to make sure you know that you were okay. And you know, he kind of looked like a bitch and I was right, so you're welcome. Bond smiled, teeth wide, exposed arms spread as if to invite another hug. Jerry continued to stare on blankly 
until the fury began to boil. Are, are you fucking telling me that you plan this whole fucking shit? Who fucking does that? Are you fucking out of your mind? What? Sir, what? What the hell? He said, pointing a finger at the stranger. Jerry took a deep breath. I gotta go. He threw his hands up and walked away to the next station, passing Bond, who stood silently like a deer in headlights. When he got home, he threw his stuff on the bed, but feeling bad about his actions, he quickly began to meticulously organize everything, all the while mentally berating himself about how he got involved with a man like that. But the confusing thing was, he wasn't sure who to be more upset with. Aiden, who could have potentially abandoned him in a dangerous situation. Or Bon, the man who inequivocally put a plan together last minute to test whether the man he was with cared. He didn't even know what to think. Jerry spent his whole Saturday inside, not wanting to be part of the outside world and wanting to go for an offshore chance that he'd run into any one of those men. He spent his whole day watching pretty shows and comedies, trying to cheer himself up after that first date in month had become a complete failure. And for all he knew, he could have potentially pissed off some kind of very dangerous gangster. He remembered Bond's smile, that crazy grin, that you're very welcome for my evil deed. And now the vampire in the night didn't sound too outrageous. But there was no way that Bond was any kind of businessman unless the business was shadiness. And now it also made him just a little bit nervous that Bond knew where he lived. By the time Sunday night had come around, he built a bit of guilt. Guilt that Aiden had potentially endured some hella trauma and the fact that he might be at the root cause of it all. He hadn't bothered to text him to apologize, and he hadn't even bothered to text him back, so he figured any kind of friendship that they might have had was probably done. But touche to his loss, because any man willing to run away and leave him in potential danger was no man for him at all. But now, he was left with the idea of Bond. He wondered if he should apologize, if Bond would be resentful towards him. He bit his tongue, but he figured he'd give him a little bit more effort. He dressed up nicely and went to work. Every time the bell chimes at the door, he turned like a puppy, excitedly staring, only to be disappointed time and time again. It was already 1 a.m., and he feared that he would not show. Though perhaps it would be better considering the last interaction. He rested his hands on his head and let the day go away. He figured he had fucked up so bad with Bond that he'd probably never see him again, which was a surprise how upset it had made him. The chime of the door moved and he didn't bother to consider it might be him. Yet, to his delight, Bond stood at the front door, a bouquet of yellow and white flowers in hand. 
and this was the first time he'd ever seen him stand so awkwardly like a teen boy frightened staring up at jerry unsure whether to move forward or move back hey bon jerry said trying to break the ice he put a meek smile on his face and stared down at the floor as jerry made his way over how's it going he said as he placed the yellow and white flowers on the counter those are nice who are they for jerry said touching the velvet flower petals they're from an idiot and that idiot was me for you because i am an idiot an idiot that wants to protect everything and yet i fail jerry sighed I get it. I get what you're trying to do, but that's just not the way you should go about it. I know. I'm a little twisted. Just a little? <laughs> Look, I, I do have a question. Where the hell did you find someone last minute to come intimidate me and my date? Wait, that was just a date. I thought he was your boyfriend or something. Jerry noticed Bond's body language completely changing. How he had his full and undivided attention. No, and if you must know, it was my first date in months. And he works very close to me, in fact, in my other job. And now I don't think I could ever actually face him again. So I think I'm going to have to flee the country because I think it's going to be super freaking awkward. <laughs> Bond's laugh made his head turn back making the scar on his neck more visible. Darling, you just felt so beautiful, made me a little bit jealous, but now I gotta make it up to you. Come, dimmers on me. Do you know that it is two o'clock in the morning, right? What? Not hungry? Look, I never said that. I'm just saying, it's kind of hard to find a place open this time of night. Don't you worry about that. Just close up. Jerry quickly finished his work, and when it was time to go, somehow he found himself doubting. Was it a safe idea? He questioned himself as the car headlights flashed. Yet he felt it was wrong to abandon Bond in the situation. Ignoring his own judgment, he got in the car with his flowers on his lap as they rode into towards the light. They made their way into a small bar 20 miles away. He wasn't the biggest fan of bar food, but he figured it was better than an empty stomach and he understood his good gesture. They had been guided to the back where a room had opened itself into a nice restaurant with seating for around 10 people max. Jerry looked around, enjoying the dark gothic scenery, the soft velvety seats and the lights, the candle lights. His curiosity at an all time high. And before he could open his mouth to ask a string of questions, a waiter appeared and they both ordered. When the waiter left, he jumped at his chance. Okay. Let's be honest. How the hell do you know this place? Who are you? Are you part of a gang? Part of a mafia? What's 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 the situation? I need to know. Whoa there. That's a lot of questions. Some I cannot answer. Jerry felt a tickle of fear across his back. With a cool head, he took a deep breath and asked, Can I trust you? A look of pain sliced through Bond's face, which she breathed through his nostrils. You're safe with me. Are you sure? 
Jerry questioned. Perhaps one day I'll be able to tell you my whole story. But right now I have one great desire, one hope I cling to. Even though my life hasn't been all that great, I figured I'd live long enough that something good might happen. Then I met you looking like a home, like a future. And I thought to myself, one day I'd definitely make you mine. At 4 a.m., the mood had changed with enough wine and laughs Bond had to inform himself in his eyes. All the scariness had melted away, leaving a kind man who loved making jokes and caring for what side of the street Jerry walked on. Jerry lamented the rising of the sun in the horizon. I think it's past time for you to get home. Don't look so upset. Jerry shoved at Bond ever so playfully. If it were me, I don't think I can make it to my other job tomorrow. Why don't you stay with me for a while? Bond suggested taking a sip of tequila. You know what? I got you one better. How about we spend the whole night together? Bono was spit up his drink. What? Are you surprised? Bond nodded. I know I'm not the bad guy type, but... You know, I can make different decisions sometimes, and so take this offer because if you reject me, I, I think I don't have the nerves to see you again, and I cannot make two enemies in like one weekend. Like, that's just not okay for me. Bond's face flushed. Fine, but you can't back out now. Okay, big boy, take me home. It wasn't long before he was in his secured building. Bond pressed the elevator and off they went. It was a bit exciting as he opened the door, letting himself walk in first. It had a soft, cozy aesthetic, not what he had been expecting. Bond pointed to the bedroom door as he took off his shoes. And quickly, Jerry took off his shoes and ran to the room, loving the way it looked, loving the windows that fell from floor to ceiling. The large comfy blankets stacked one on top of each other, littered with pillows and throws. He threw himself, feeling his body bounce, the soft, cozy warmness of an open room. The door opened softly. If you just want to sleep, that's fine. We can just watch a movie. Come here, Jerry said, spreading his arms, and Bond took the invitation, wrapping his arm around his body, pulling him in closely. Okay, guys, uh, thank you for joining me. I hope that you enjoyed this story. It was soft. It had a little bit of violence. It wasn't too non-safe for work, but it did have some violence, which, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> so Halloween is officially begun because it is October and you know what that means. So I'm going to try and start going a little bit more with the scarier types of themes, I think. I'll see what happens, but for now, bye, hope to see you guys again.